Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Elders meeting done. Done. Got it finished. Yep. Wrapped it up. Was really good. Put a bow on it. That's right. Wait, no? Yeah. There was no bow. Yeah, but that's an expression. No. We got it. We did a good job. I felt like there was like some mic drops. You know? Well, I, I think you and I had a couple mic drops couple in there. Mic drops, yeah. we're, we're just funny. We dropped them on Brian though. We dropped right on his face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, yeah, love you. We just have to have fun, dude. Come on. <laughs> Brian is the guy who you know catches the, the mistakes, things that are missed. He's really good at asking the hard questions mm. or the good questions. Um, so when Brian messes up, oh, it's it's a oh, because it's just like I'm the guy that, I mess season. up all the time. All I mess the time. all the all uh, every of the time. Pat messes up. And then Jim sometimes messes up. That's very kind of you. Jeff rarely messes up. No. Brian rarely messes up. Yeah. So when Brian messes up, oh, oh you it's got so it. great. You oh, got to get that. You got to get in there. so nice. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was, I love our elders meetings. You know, it's funny because I have, uh, you know, a lot of pastor friends and people that have been in ministry. Um, and I've said it a lot. Like, I'm never discouraged coming out of our elders meetings because of the elder meeting. If I'm discouraged about something, it's not because of the elders meeting. It's like, oh, we're dealing with something hard. Yeah, there's just some things going on within the community, within our faith community. I love it, man. I can't wait to grow the elder team as as God allows. And yeah, it's good stuff, man. I'm always encouraged coming out of that. Good men. I love our meetings. They're good. So I've been in bad elder meetings. Oh, yeah. These these are good. (laughs) These are great. I've been in bad deacons meetings when deacons were acting like elders at other Baptist churches. And those aren't fun. No. No, everything. Even our like our members meetings are good. Yeah, not, like I used to be at Baptist. You well, you've been in the same. We've been oh, in Baptist members good. meetings. Yes. Or they call them business meetings. Business meetings. Yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. It lasts so forever. Horrible. People are like getting all like butt hurt about stuff. Yeah, people are upset with each other. Uh, it's it's like a it's more like a I don't know. In the some that I've been in, it feels more political than anything else, right? Oh yeah, and they're they're everybody's trying to manipulate Robert's rules of orders yep. to like you know get things done and yep. Uh, so we don't have that problem here, thankfully. Nope. I'm really grateful for that. Nope, by God's grace. And uh, we had a staff meeting today. Yeah, that went well. That, that was good. And um, I forgot that you. I was supposed to lead in devotions. So Jimmy's like, hey, <laughs> Joey, so you're leading us devotion today? Well, uh, what you got for us? And mm-hmm. thankfully, I'm always in the proverb of the day. So I just went yeah. back to what I read this morning. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Here we yeah, go. I could tell. I'm like, oh, he forgot. Because uh, yeah. he had this look on your face yeah. uh, as you're looking down sternly thinking, oh, uh, Proverbs 29 it is. <laughs> I was in it earlier, so I was able to go and it's like, all right, this was the one thing that I had sketched out, but I didn't really put a fine point on it. Mm. Uh, it meandered so, a little, yeah, but it oh, wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, no, but I, just, I had to pull something out of there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Nonetheless, good job. Well done. Uh, you know who did better was Pat, who did the devotion for the elders meeting. Uh, why couldn't you be like Pat? Okay, I'm still going to uh, listen. Listen, why I don't, think, like I don't think that's fair to compare. Okay, we shouldn't be comparing. We yeah. should, that's not the comparing comparison is. I know you, you should know. feel that horrible about this. No, I'm just saying like it's not. That's not cool, man. Like, come on. What? Come I'm on. just saying he was prepared and it was really good. And you were, you know, you showed up. I showed up. Like I did my best. Mm. You well, know the, what? Here, that's just, I don't want you to do your best. I want you to do my, my best. best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you learned that line from me. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, so Jimmy, we're gonna actually um, we're gonna talk about something that uh, we do a lot. Yeah. We've actually got advanced degrees in this. Yeah. 
like a PhD in complaining. That's right. Uh, actually, the the reason we're going to talk about this is because the Gospel Coalition recently, maybe two weeks ago, a week ago, well, at the time of this recording, yeah, yeah. Uh, they shared a sermon uh, by Pastor Brian Davis. And um, in that sermon called What Your Grumbling Says About God, it was based on 1 Thessalonians 5.18, um, he was calling his people and all of us who were listening to stop complaining and to start giving thanks. Yeah. That's a good word. It's a good word, man. Especially like, for Joe. Especially for I, you, I, too. Did you hear it? Oh, I listened to it. Yeah. Okay, good. So now you finally realized your sin. Uh, listen, uh, I don't I don't need uh, some pastor from Philly to tell me my sins uh, because they're obvious. But uh, <laughs> it was definitely it was a good word, especially for those people who complain a lot. But did you see uh, did you see what happened on Twitter? <laughs> With well, TGC LinkedIn. I did not see what happened on Twitter, but I'm assuming if you're talking about it, right. uh, Twitter, the Twitter sphere blew up with right, a bunch you, of hate. I'm going to send you the link. All right, send me the link. So hang on. Yeah. I mean, so the gospel it, coalition, I'm assuming maybe it was very, oh, was it, was it really enriching well, and encouraging? Twitter comments are like YouTube comments. Uh, it's oh. pretty much a pooling of evil and ignorance. So, Here all right. Go. So all there's, right, I, I'm you got it? it. Yeah, I got it. All right. So the gospel coalition put a quote up oh, from Brian Davis. This dude just had two emojis. All right, so listen, here's the quote from, and we'll link to this in the show notes. Um, the Gospel Coalition put up this uh, this quote from Brian Davis, pull quote, if the Lord is entirely sovereign, which he is, and if he is always good to you in Christ, which he is, well then, when we grumble and complain in any circumstance, we're actually denying that God is involved. And that's, that's not a bad quote, right? But mm -hmm. it is the kind of quote that when not explained well, when not put into a proper context, can be offensive to some people, maybe even hurtful, uh, maybe confusing. So if you just scroll down, like most of the comments <laughs> are not good. Yeah, most soteriology 101. And I'm only going to pick out the ones that are like we are appropriate that we could share. Some of them are you. Some can't, of them are can't pretty, say. Yeah, some yeah. of them I can't say. And most of these are not nice. Let's just say. Yeah. Oh, so okay. soteriology 101. Wait, wait, is that soteriology 101? Like our boy? Is yeah, that yeah. Flowers. Flowers. So that means they won't be grumbling about being called out for the theological errors. Now he's got a winky face there. Yeah. He's trying to be playful, but he's definitely hitting that. Oh, there's there's some difference. There's something. Uh, Winter Winter Schminter said, "Is this a tweet from one of Job's comforters?" Wait a second. Peter Enns commented. Yeah, he did. Peter ends what utter sub Christian nonsense. Yeah. Peter ends. Yeah. Ooh. Listen, Peter ends, man. Come on. What? We're not going to get into Peter ends. Obviously know, he's I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Um, uh, wistfully average said, I'm sorry, but this is damaging, unkind and unbiblical. The Bible is so loyal to the human experience that it is filled with God's people grumbling and complaining. God invites us to be honest. So it is better to complain to him than pretend that all paradoxes of life make sense. Uh, is this a tweet from one of Job's comforters? I just read that. You weren't even listening. No, I was checking I out Peter Ed's. Okay. You gotta pay attention. <laughs> okay, you do I'm that sorry. all the time. I do. All right, fine. I'm gonna read one. All right, go. It's by it's from Smith Getterman. Boo. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. You listen. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do the lady pastor ones. <laughs> Why not do a lady pastor? All right, fine. Uh if you're going to be literalist about the Bible, maybe you should at least read it. And her profile pick is the rainbow. <laughs> she loves that no way at covenant man yep yeah that's uh, it if you're gonna be a literalist now, about now, the Bible. now here this is where i think it starts to get serious because of people's theological confusion yeah i think that's uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna ease into it with zach hunt who said calvinism is a hell of a drug all right so okay. he's saying like your your calvinism is leading you to this and yeah. that's not a good thing but then we saw one by uh, a woman who said so God was involved when I was gang raped. 
when I was raped by the youth pastor and then thrown out of the church. Good to know. So now, again, uh, this is why we want to talk about it, right? Is yes. because we love Reformed theology and we agree with our brother in what he is attempting to communicate in his sermon. But but there's a pastoral, yes. there's something missing. Well, pastorally, yes. it's missing. Like that's, you know, we have to be very careful. That's the thing about tweeting, right? Right. And that's just it. Like there's clickbait out there. We know that some some people, you and know. And this wasn't clickbait, but. But it, but it's definitely a controversial statement. Yeah. And it's, it's easy. People are easily triggered. Yes. Um, some people justifiably so maybe. Well, yeah, um, especially when there's no context. You haven't right. listened to it. And well, as we'll get into, I think. There's some things that are not as clearly defined right. that should be uh, to help shepherd people in this process. Because I think the point you're trying to make is is a is a valid one. It's one that we would agree with right, wholeheartedly. Right, yeah. um, so let, let, let's just say this. Pastor Brian, he's solid. We, yeah. He's a solid guy. We like him. So, Pastor Brian, if you're listening, we know you're listening because you love our podcast, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't everybody? <laughs> I don't think he's probably ever heard of it. No. Now, listen, if, just if you don't know who Pastor Brian is, uh, Pastor Brian uh, came out of Capitol Hill. Uh, with Mark Dever, he pastors the church he planted, Risen Christ Fellowship in Philly. Uh, he was also, uh, and I think he still is, hip-hop artist, stage name, God's servant. By all accounts, this guy is humble, loves loves the Lord. He's a godly man. He serves the Lord well. So we're, we are not, we don't have a beef uh, with this guy. No, not at all. But we do want to offer a more nuanced perspective on this issue that he might totally agree with, yeah. but it wasn't in his sermon. Correct. I mean, it's just, it feels incomplete, especially right. though, like, especially for those that, that are suffering, mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's something missing here pastorally to, to comfort those that are, you know, are hurting, are in need. All right. So first things first, Jimmy, you said uh, we need to define our terms, right? Yeah. And so there were two terms that he used interchangeably. Most of us do complaint or complain and grumble. Yeah. All right, uh, let's define our terms. What about sure. complaint? Uh, complaint, uh, I mean, if you look at uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary, you've got an ex expression of grief, pain, or dissatisfaction. All right. Uh, and secondly, something that is the cause or subject of protest or outcry. All right, well, in that context, nothing sinful there. Nothing sinful, It's yeah. just, uh, it's a thing. Uh, the concise Oxford English Dictionary says it is a reason for dissatisfaction. Okay. It's another way of talking about it. So... Complaint seems pretty general. Yeah. Uh, but what about grumbling? Yeah. I mean, grum grumbling, I mean, it kind of uh, pinpoints it down a little bit more. It, sh it puts a finer point on it. It's to complain in a bad-tempered way. Okay. That's the Oxford English Dictionary. So – Or to – sorry. Webster says to mutter in discontent. Right. So this is important to differentiate here. Yeah. We use these terms interchangeably, complaining, and, and so does scripture, actually. Mm -hmm. um, the scripture has a, a positive way to talk about complaint and a negative way to talk, do all things without complaining, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you can use these terms interchangeably, but we have to make some distinctions. Uh, what Jimmy and I believe is that one can complain righteously or unrighteously. Yeah. But no one can grumble righteously. No, it's always bad. bad. It's always bad. Yeah. Grumbling is bad. Uh, complaining depends on the heart. Right. It depends on the individual and what's uh, 
what's driving them. It could be done righteously mm-hmm. or unrighteously. So grumbling is a form of complaining, but complaining is not necessarily a form of grumbling, if that makes sense to you guys. So the biggest thing that should be popping into people's minds who are familiar with the scripture are those psalms of complaint, or they're sometimes called psalms of lament. Yeah, I mean, Joe lives there. He that That's his life. I wrote my own, Psalms 51 through 60. Yeah? Yeah, those uh, I wrote, they're all psalms of complaint. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, and instead of Selah, it's what the heck. <laughs> that's what I, that's my say what <laughs> what the heck uh, so um we have examples of this in scripture yep. uh the uh, the pocket dictionary for biblical studies defines the psalms of complaint like this uh or psalms of lament a complaint or request to god by an individual or the community because of suffering oppression or perhaps even negligence from god laments perhaps better rendered as complaint from the german a clogge. 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 Get me to the clogge. Lippenflager. All right. Um, <laughs> are one of two basic forms of psalms, hymns and laments, that are distinguished on the basis of style, structure, content, and mood. Laments have a more complicated structure than hymns. Uh, laments begin with a call to God, then follow with a description of the need or complaint, a request for help, uh, the reasons God should intervene, a statement of trust, and a concluding praise. Laments encompass dirges and complaints, among other genres. Psalm 13 is a beautiful and brief example of a lament. So, clearly, there is a whole genre of psalm, right? There's a whole kind of psalm that is a complaint that is seen as a good thing, not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So, when we start just wholesale saying, uh, in a teaching framework, especially yeah. as a pastor to a wide group of people, many of whom are suffering, yeah. it would be really good to say, listen, there's good complaining and there's bad complaining. Let me break it down for you. Yeah. So, for example, we have Psalm 55, right? Verses 1 through 3 and verse 17. It says, good, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. So he's crying out to God. Yep. Attend to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint. There's his request. And I moan because of the noise of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they drop trouble upon me, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. Evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan, and he, the Lord, hears my voice. Statement of trust. Okay, so you you see this, right? Like He's complaining to God. Yeah. He's not complaining about God. No. Or how unfair this is, how unfair God is. Yeah, because oftentimes the Psalms of complaint do complain. It is a complaint about injustice. This is unfair. It's not that God's being unfair. It's that, hey, listen, uh, the wicked are doing this to me and it's not cool. Will you vindicate me? That is not sinful. No, no, uh, no, apparently not. Now, uh, Psalm 64.1, hear my voice, O God, in my complaint, preserve my life from dread of the enemy. Again. You got the request. You got you got this statement of trust to hear my voice. You know, mm-hmm. hear my voice, uh, and the request preserve my life. So uh, and these are just two simple examples. Uh, you guys, we would always encourage you. Um, you know, read Psalm 13. Uh, do some reading on the Psalms of complaint or Psalms of lament. But uh, so what we want to do is we want to break down for you guys. Um, how we think about the righteous complaint and the unrighteous complaint. Yeah. So when, like, when you when you say righteous complaint, like, how do how how would you? Okay. Here's how I'm going to define it. I'm yeah. going to define it like this: a righteous complaint cries out to God concerning pain, affliction, and justice, and seeks His help and glory. 
Mm. That's the way I'm going to define it. Okay. So we can just break this down. Let's do that. So when you say righteous complaint, it cries out to God. Right. That's so you're directing it, right? Like mm-hmm. you're like, and that that's where that trust comes in because you're not going to, you're You're, you're opening up. You're being honest. You're quote unquote vulnerable. You're sharing, like you're talking about this, this aspect, this injustice, this suffering that's going on in your life. And you're crying out to your God for help. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not just venting. It's yes. not just raging. It's not a pity party. Definitely not a pity party. It is not like, oh man, things aren't going my yeah. way. And now this doesn't mean like you don't you don't share your your concerns or your suffering or what's going on in your life with those around you. Right. Like that, that, that's not that. But what we're talking about is like when you're crying out to God, it's this is this is something that we're called to do. Yeah. It is it is an appeal. It is first it is an appeal to God. Uh it is a crying out to God. Uh but Secondly, right, it is concerning pain, affliction, and injustice, so of of varying kinds. Yeah. So it could be physical pain, it could be emotional pain, yeah. it could be oppression of various sorts, um, injustice. So when you see the psalmists complaining to God, they're talking to God about the problem that they are experiencing yes. as an individual or a group, and even in that, sometimes they're questioning what God is doing because they don't understand. There's a disconnect in their theology, like yeah. Psalm 73. Yeah. God, I know you're good to Israel. I know that, right? That's my theology, but didn't feel that way. No. Didn't feel that way because yeah. I see these other things happening. So, Or even David knowing, I, I'm the anointed one. I, yeah. I'm supposed to be king, and yet I'm on the run. Yeah. This ain't, these guys are after me. This is not fun. Like yeah. I thought... I thought King meant like living large, (laughs) (laughs) calling the shots. So look, you can complain in a righteous way, but it begins by addressing your complaint to God. Yep. Um, Particular uh, and actually talking about the, the, the specifics, the pain, the affliction, the injustice. Yeah. But I think your definition added more to that though, right? Right, right. That, that you are seeking his help and his glory. So, it's not just, um, hey, God, I just need to get this off my chest. It is, I need you to help me. And the help can come in different forms, right? Yeah. I need you to help me suffer well. Yep. I need you to um, help me remain godly in yep. my conduct for my faith to be intact. I-, I need you to intervene. Yeah, that's another one, right? So, God, hey, listen, stop this. Yeah. This is evil. This is wicked. That yeah, you uh, are a just and holy God. This is an injustice deal with this come in yeah when when we uh pray against abortion that's a a, a prayer of complaint really yeah. right like yeah. look, look at how many millions are, have been murdered uh in america and now how people celebrate it and applaud when we pass these stupid laws oh that these new york wicked thing, laws. Just, my heart was like i couldn't i know it's like it, it it's it's so maddening you almost can't think about it for very long yeah. like you just almost have to adjust the way that you think about it uh, because it's just such an evil. These are Psalms of, so you're asking for help, whether that is help for you to bear it or God to intervene and to change things um, for God to punish the wicked, but you're also praying praying for his glory in Mm. this, right? Yes. There's a purpose behind it. And you want that purpose not to be about, about you, but about how does this point to the glory of God? How does this lift up his name? How does this magnify him? And so, Part of why this is uh, is important is because as Calvinists, uh, we believe that God is absolutely sovereign and yeah. does have a purpose and a plan in all things. And so when you use that to tell people never to complain, 
that's manipulative. It it can it it can sound like a shut up and know your place. Yeah, I, it, I, I, yeah, I think it, it, I think it's dangerous. So you can say, no, God is absolutely sovereign, but He hears the cries of His people when they suffer, and His heart is with them. Oh yeah, He is a compassionate Lord who will vindicate His people. Um, he will punish the wicked, and so therefore the complaint is is both um, helpful to the one who is afflicted because it gives them a God who hears them and does intervene. Mm -hmm. It's also cathartic for them because they do get it off their chest. They know that God hears them and that he does answer prayers. Yeah, and I think of like Exodus. I think of Exodus – where God is talking to Moses about uh, about, you know, his people being free. He's like, I've seen their affliction. I've heard Mm -hmm. their cries and I am sending you to bring my people out. And uh, Moses was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Moses. <laughs> <laughs> then he started his, like, uh, unrighteous complaint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I can't talk. <laughs> so the unrighteous complaint then is uh, is a self-centered grumbling about our circumstances of various forms, about our afflictions. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is our sweet spot, Joe. Yeah, the self-centered grumbling about circumstances that ignores God's character and plan. I think – but here's the thing. I think this is what Brian's talking this about. Is this exactly. is what Pastor Brian is 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 trying to hit on. Yeah, and he, so he's 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 dead on. He's yep. he's right on uh, as it relates to the unrighteous complaint. He didn't address the righteous complaint, and that's where I think there was something missing. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't want to sound arrogant in this. And so forgive you know if he does listen, please forgive. No, we this, need to forgive him. Oh, <laughs> we need forgive. to forgive him. No, but I think this is where I think like when you're when you're talking about crafting a sermon yeah. for those of you that are that are you know uh, pre. This is where it's important to make sure you're thinking through how is how is this affecting and am I missing a piece? Because right. this is what was missing is yeah, the righteous for, complaint. You you focused on the unrighteous without defining that there's a righteous complaint. And who knows? Like he could have had a whole thing on the righteous complaint the week before. Like you know what I mean? We just don't know. This is one. You know, sermon that's actually that's, a good point. I don't uploaded. know. I don't know if he preached that. The so week he before, may be super, or even the week after. So we're offering this not because uh, Brian's theology isn't reflective of this but because what we heard uh through tgc what was hosted on their website wasn't a complete enough picture for people who might be suffering so that's why we wanted to talk about it so the unrighteous complaint right this is uh this is what brian was hitting on and it is first and foremost a self-centered grumbling mm, uh, this, i didn't get my way yeah and uh you know i am being inconvenienced i am the one hurting they just and, cut me off in traffic and it's not listen it is it is not typically because of injustice. It is because of inconvenience. Um, it, th- that's that, good. that's that's where grumbling comes. And if it, you know, it's it's and it's a lot of people who grumble like me uh, when we do that. It is even if there is a legit reason to have a righteous complaint, it doesn't um, it doesn't come to a righteous complaint because uh, it is. Um, it is not about God's character. It doesn't engage in God's character. It ignores God's character and God's mm. plan. Yeah. Right. That, so it's, is God good? Yes. That, that, that needs to inform how I process this. Is God sovereign? Yes. That needs to inform how I process this. Does God cause all things to work together for the good of those who love him? Yes. So, um, I was going to answer that third time, just so you know. I knew the answer, I, but I knew, I knew it first. Okay. That's good. why I wanted to say it before. All right. Good. This is the unrighteous complaint. Most of us don't need help understanding the unrighteous complaint. We know the unrighteous complaint. Yeah. What we don't know is the righteous complaint. And that's why we wanted to put a finer point on that issue. So uh, – and so, yeah, it's – it's ignores God's character and plan. 
it's all about the circumstances. And so, but Joe, why does this, why does this all matter? Right? Well, I think it matters. Um, well, like I already said, because as Calvinists, we're the ones touting this, yeah. uh, that God is absolutely sovereign. So we need to show uh, this pastoral approach to it because it's too easy. And I've seen a lot of people get hurt um, by saying, well, God is absolutely sovereign. So just accept it. Yeah. You know, deal with your circumstances. Like Stephen Kapolchik, right? Yeah. He's a dude that loves people. He, 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 we've had him on the podcast mm-hmm. and this is one of his, because he believes that God is absolutely sovereign, but the the way that some Calvinists talk, it, it seems to leave no room for, uh, for crying out about children who are abused because God's sovereign. So he causes all things to work together for good. Well, how does that work? Right? So, um, the Calvinism issue, it makes, makes it important. Um, but I, I think one of the things that comes to my mind is, you know, people who suffer, they need to know what to do with their pain. And yeah. by just telling yeah. them, Hey, listen, God is sovereign. You're not allowed to complain about it. Deal with it. That's not enough. You need to be thankful. Okay. I know I need to not grumble, but be thankful. So how do I do it? And they'll say things like, well, take it to God. Okay. How do I take it to God? That's it. You, you told me now I can't complain. I, I can't, you know, uh, you haven't show, you haven't given me the path. You haven't given right. me the tools, uh, a better understanding because all you've just said is kind of, you take it as it is. So what is the path? Yeah. That, how do, how do we take it to God? Well, prayer. Yeah. It's, it's a righteous complaint. Yeah. That's how you do it. You, you make a righteous complaint to God and you say, Lord, this is happening. This hurts. I can't bear this or this is unjust. Right. It's not so much God that you are unfair, but maybe, you know, my boss is being unfair to me. I'm about to lose my job. And it, and it's because he lied and still, but he blamed me. Mm. You can righteously complain to God about that. Yeah. And then trust him to do the right thing and to support you. So, you know, as we're looking at this and we're saying, okay, so we're, we want to tell people, listen, if you're suffering, if you're afflicted, you can take this to God through a prayer of righteous complaint. All right. Um, you can express, you can cry out about your pain, about your affliction, about your doubts. And you, listen, if you're doubting, it's okay, especially if you take it to God. If you don't take it to God, then you're not dealing with it. Yeah. You take these things to God, you're already approaching this in the right way. You've got a good start. Then you, um, if you, if there is injustice, you let God know. You know what he hates? Injustice. Mm-hmm. So let him know. Let him know. And I know he already knows, but he likes to hear you let him know. He likes that. Um, and so we want you to do that. And, and we want to encourage you not to just be passive. I, I think one of the fears that I have is that people will, will hear, hey, uh, you know, life is kind of sucky right now and it's really hard. So just uh, grin and bear it. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. But that, that sounds a little passive. I don't, want our, I, don't, I don't want people at Redeemer to be passive in their affliction. No, I mean, I think in the midst of this, in the midst of this righteous complaint, uh, we should be actively uh, pursuing godliness. Yeah, that's not passive at all. You're going to pursue that. You're going to, you want to, I want to do the right thing. I want to yeah. respond to this in a way that honors God. In a godly God. way, in a yeah. way that, that gives God the glory. I'm going to uh, keep praying for my heart, mm-hmm. right? Keep praying for my heart that I would uh, not lack faith, but I would trust in in God's timing and God's sovereignty that uh that as you said Joe you know he works all things for our good yeah, it's like what did Jesus do when he suffered injustice what can I learn from him right mm-hmm. and um 
Yeah. Go, my, go sweat blood. In my, in my temptations and in my struggles, I have the promise in Hebrews that Jesus is with me to help me because he sympathizes with me when I'm oh, tempted. Great even though he, he didn't sin. Right. He is my high priest who's right there. So look, I, I think that's great, Jimmy. Pursue godliness. I would also say, secondly, um, in order to not just be overly passive, but you want to embrace your circumstances with the right um, perspective, I would say pursue justice. Yeah. So – if you are facing injustice, it is okay for you to pursue justice. If somebody else is suffering oppression or injustice, it's okay for you to go to bat for them. So seek to do what is right. Hold people accountable. That's okay. Look, look at all the stuff that's been going on in the last few years with you know bad leaders in churches yeah. and things and they're just kicking yeah, people yeah. out. Uh, you can pursue justice there. Uh, again, you want to do that according to scripture. You want to do this with the right attitude. But it's another way of handling this without uh, being passive and uh, just saying, well, I'm just going to grin and bear it. I think another way uh, is to be active is uh, embracing that, embracing God's good and sovereign plan uh, that he's going to use it for our good. And I know we've yeah. touched on this a bit, but I, I want to make sure that yeah. when we're talking about being active in that. Uh, that is that that's a lot. That's a, that's trust. Right. That's yeah. faith uh, that that one, that God is good and two that God is sovereign. It's applied theology, right? It's yeah. it, like, so, you know. It, oh, this experiential theology. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're, if you're pursuing godliness and you're pursuing justice, um, you know, you, the justice may not come about. Sometimes it doesn't happen in this world, right? Sometimes yeah. it's just injustice. Um, but if you're pursuing godliness by faith, you will grow there. And a part of godliness is this applied theology. Um, you you listen you definitely want to be able to embrace god's good and sovereign plan to use whatever evil you are experiencing for your benefit yeah the scripture does say that what you need to pursue and embrace is that reality because with that you are able to bear these afflictions with a, a lot greater um, ease yeah uh, anything else i, I, I get yeah, we got, we got pursuing find godliness. try and find joy in yeah. god's character and his work in the midst of difficult circumstances. So, I mean, it, it's easy to find joy in circumstances when they are easy and delightful and fun and when they smell like cinnamon. Wait, what? Huh? What? I don't it know. Smell like cinnamon? I I'm just riffing. What? That's a thing. <laughs> People like cinnamon. Cinnamon. Okay. People like cinnamon rolls. All right. All right. Yeah. So, it's too uh, sweet. Uh, oh, stop it. So, you eat cinnamon rolls. Stop no, it. I you don't. were saying, Jimmy, Jimmy says he doesn't eat cake either. Uh, uh, I rarely do, yeah. Stop it. Very rare. Stop it. Very rare. Unless hashtag, my wife makes it. Hashtag Jimmy don't eat cake. No, no. Very rare. Mm -hmm. Unless Michelle makes it. Yeah. Or if we're at a- Wedding? Uh, Bar mitzvah? No. I was going to say like a Elder's kegger? Fellowship and- uh, Kegger, yeah. The kegger, <laughs> Elder's Fellowship. Uh, <laughs> and someone makes you know a dessert. I'm not going to be rude. I'll eat it. Okay. So anyways, uh, it's easy to find joy in our circumstances, but what we really need to do is find joy in God's character and his work. Um, in who he is and in what he does. Uh, I think those are ways to, um, yeah, to, to to pursue an active and positive role in the midst of our afflictions so that we aren't grumbling, uh, but we have a righteous complaint. You see, the righteous complaint leads to praise. Yes. The righteous complaint leads to contentment 
right? Because it it is actively connecting us to God, his person and his work by faith. That's that's the finer point we would want to put on it. And listen, we definitely don't agree with all the haters saying all kinds of bad things yeah. uh, to our brother here on, on Twitter. A lot of them are really bad. Some of them are funny, but uh, the, Vince, yeah. the Vince Vaughn one is funny. The Vince Vaughn one's good, yeah. Erroneous. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I want to keep all my stuff off the Gospel Coalition because I don't need anybody hating on my sermons. I, I, listen, I my sermons are on, on iTunes and all that, but... Man, I wouldn't want them on TGC. All the people that would come out if pulling quotes oh, yeah. out of my sermons. That's just it. See, that, oh and that's gosh. the part here is like. That'd be awful. Yeah. It, what'd it be what? It'd be awful. Oh, they said awful. Well, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I said it was awful. But uh, yeah. One of the things, though, about finding joy, though, Joe, is you're able to find joy by attending the 2019 Doctor Devotion Conference. Yeah, that's a circumstance that won't let you down. That's exactly. So, you know, make sure you guys head on over to drdevotion.com slash conference. And uh, we got our conference on biblical theology, which we're going to be talking. Actually, your wife's going to be talking. My wife. My wife biblical is, yep. theology and suffering. Yep. She's going to preach on the main stage to all of the men. No. No, she's, no, she's, she's going to leave she's a breakout. Breakout session. session. Come on now. Everybody relax. Chill out. Yeah. Come on, Here everyone. Here we go. go. Now we're going to have to talk okay. about complimentarianism again. Oh, shoot. Again. Denny Burke just texted me. Hang on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, my, my, my senses are tingling. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Dr. Devotion. You can head to the website, drdevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Later. Later.